0: my wife loves to bake and I love to eat baked goods so we make a perfect couple today we're gonna talk about what we can learn from baking cakes and how we can apply that to designing our perfect life the life that we really want welcome to day four, everybody of your journey to a better life the life that you really want and If you have gone through the first few days of this podcast, you know we talked about what your perfect day looks like. In the last episode, we started dissecting that perfect day and learning what key elements made up that perfect day. And just a quick look back at my perfect day and the key elements that made that up. We talked about me starting the day off as a fisherman, fishing for. In my dream perfect day, it was saltwater fish, but in reality, one of the key elements to my perfect day was just going fishing with my family. Enjoying meals with my family was another key element to that. Spending some time working on a homestead alongside my family was another key element. We went surfing, but the key element was actually just active something active in the outdoors that we enjoy, whether that's surfing or here in Pennsylvania. Maybe it's mountain biking, maybe it's snowboarding, just enjoying the outdoors together. That was a key element. The day ended with a nice meal together as we discussed with family and then music, playing guitars, uh, playing instruments, singing songs. Those were the key elements that made up my perfect day, uh, each key element being a part of that. Your perfect day might have looked completely different, but hopefully you did your homework, which was to dissect your perfect day and find the key elements that you want to have in your life. It's funny, as I was listening to the episode, because I go back and listen to these and make sure they make sense, when I was listening to the perfect day episode and even the dissection of that in the next episode, I I stopped and I thought, man, that sounds exhausting. (laughs) My perfect day sounds like too much. And really, probably most of our perfect day, if we go and list all the things we would do, it would feel like too much because when you try to fit in all the things that you love in one day, it's, it's a lot. If I wake up early morning and go fishing and then I spend time working on the homestead, I'm going to be too tired to play music. So the reality is our perfect day really kind of gives us an idea of what a perfect week would look like, right? So maybe Monday morning I go out fishing because the lake's quiet on a Monday morning. None of the weekend warriors are there. I can go fishing on Monday, catch some fresh fish. Then I get back to the homestead and do a couple little homestead chores, and I'm probably too tired to do much else. The next day is the day that I go and do something active like surfing or snowboarding or mountain biking. I already got my fresh fish for the week. Now I go do something a little bit different, come back to the homestead. The next day, maybe that's when I plan on getting together with some family members and playing some music and and just having some good food and, and music and that whole experience. Really the perfect day, the elements that are in that perfect day spread out through a week, through a month, through a year. That's the life that we're trying to build. I call it a perfect life, but we all know we can't have a perfect life right now. There are things that are going to go wrong. We're going to face problems. But our goal is to get that perfect day to become the key elements that made that to be the pieces in our perfect life. The life that we're trying to to have. The life that we are moving towards. So how do we take those key elements that we've already dissected from our perfect day, the the things that make up what we want our life to include on a regular basis, how do we actually get those into our life? We really need to design our life to have what we want. If you think about where you are right now how far away you are from that perfect day or that perfect life the life that has all these elements all the things you're looking for uh, you need to to get there you need to design your way there and this is where we can learn a lesson from a good baker Because Kay likes to bake so much, she also really likes to watch baking shows. The Great British Baking Show being one of them. Uh, She likes to watch the Food Network Baking Show, some of the competitions. There's the funny ones. Uh, Netflix has that. um, Nailed it. That's a funny one to watch. She watches Zumbo. Lately, she's been watching, I think it's called Buddy vs. Duff. If you know, if you're into baking or at least watching the baking shows, uh, Duff Goldman is super amazing baker. He's on a lot of the Food Network shows and the other channels. Uh, Buddy has uh, his own cake business, and he's had reality TV from his cake shop. And these two amazing bakers with very different backgrounds and styles are going head-to-head. And they're trying to, each episode, they're having a bake-off, two different kinds of bake-offs, and seeing which one does better. Who wins, Buddy or Duff? And it's a really good series. I won't spoil it for you right now who wins. It's fun to watch. I don't bake, but I enjoy watching people make delicious things. And one of the things I noticed each episode at the end, they do this really big, really um, elaborate cake. And what Buddy and Duff, although they're very different and what they make is very different, their process starts the same exact way them and their assistant get together they're given a challenge let's say it's space one of the episodes i think it's the finale they get the challenge you got to build a space themed cake okay uh, what if you're in this you're the third competitor in this lineup maybe you're awful at baking but hey you got thrown in there and there's some good prize money what are you going to do are you going to say okay i got to build a space themed cake you get all your batter and you start mixing your batter your ingredients you make your frosting and then you say okay uh put it all together and you just hope when you're done throwing all these ingredients together what's going to come out on the other side is some kind of space theme cake no you would do what buddy and duff both do with their assistants you'd say okay let's sit down assistant you and me we're going to design our cake we want to build a perfect cake the cake that the judges are going to definitely like the best So what is the perfect space cake look like? Well, we identify our our key elements, right? If we're going to build a space themed cake, we definitely got to have some sort of space shuttle and we want some aliens there. Texturally, maybe we get some moon surface, some craters. Maybe we throw in a Saturn ring around the cake somewhere. These are the key elements that make up this perfect space cake. Now that we've identified these key elements, are we ready to start? Well, no, we have to design how they're going to work together. The perfect cake needs to be designed. If you don't take the time to design the cake first, you could end up with a disaster. Imagine you wanna make a space shuttle cake, so you just make a long, like the uh, if you're familiar with the Apollo missions, the Apollo rockets were just long, tall cylinders, right? So let's say you were going to make an Apollo rocket. Well, that thing is long and tall. Structurally, it's okay in a weightless space. Not going to be great for a cake. It's probably going to wind up leaning over. You're going to have a leaning tower of Apollo cake and maybe even fall over and crash. So you have to design this cake to have multiple tiers and each tier is going to have some of your key elements and the tiers are going to structurally support the next tier and the next tier and as you go up the cake you can include things like a space shuttle an alien a moon crater a saturn ring and combine this beautiful well-designed cake will not only not crash and burn it will stand but it also Will look just like you wanted it to, or at least close. It won't be perfect. Nobody can make a perfect cake. There'll be something that goes wrong. But overall, the judges will look at that cake and they'll say, This is a 9.9 space cake. Congratulations. You just be Buddy and Duff. You are the winner of Cake Master Championship and all the money. Congratulations. Didn't know you're going to win a contest today, did you? Okay, now you're probably really hungry. Maybe you want a slice of cake. I know I do. But let's focus back on our perfect life, this life that we're building. And again, we know it's not going to be perfect, just like our cake's not going to be perfect. But we want to design it to be perfect. We want it to be just what we want Because we understand things will go wrong and it won't be. But the closer we get to it, the better chance of the judges saying, nice, way to go. And in our life, the judge is us, really, at the end of our life, looking back, saying, did I live the life I wanted or do I have regrets? We want to give ourselves a 9.9 or a 9.8 and say, you know what? I did a couple things wrong, but this is almost perfect. So as we design our life, what does the cake represent? What is each tier? Well, I like to think of each tier of our cake as different years, okay? So imagine a cake that's four tiers, you know, maybe like a wedding cake. It starts off big and wide at the bottom, and then it goes up, and then it goes up, and then it goes up. And at the very top of that wedding cake is usually where they put the little bride and the little groom and the little scene. In a traditional wedding cake, that's where all the attention goes, the very top piece and i find a lot of people when it comes to designing their life they make the same mistake they focus on the very tip the top piece which in this illustration that top is like your retirement that's like when you're done working when you're done earning all the money you had to earn that's the end of you know that part of your life and now you can live out these so-called golden years and enjoy that life and i think most people the most designing of their life they do is they say well i'd like to retire somewhere around the age of 60 65 and maybe they have a vague idea of what they're going to do you know me and my wife are going to walk down the beach like i saw in the the drug commercials uh you know with it's a commercial for some kind of drug that they're selling you and they show an older couple walking down the beach hand in hand and that's the idea of yeah i'm going to have enough money where me and my wife can go on vacation and and go to the beach or maybe we have a beach house or something i i don't know but the idea that, well, I'll work hard. This is what we're taught, right? Get a, Go to school. Do well in school so you can get into a good college so that you can get a good job so that you can make enough money so you can retire and enjoy your golden years. And that's the top of the cake, that final little part. But we've basically ignored everything leading up to that top tier. If you, Imagine if you designed this space cake where... You know, okay, we gotta make this space cake. Um, You know, I'm not really sure what we're gonna do at the bottom or the mid levels, but at the top, I wanna have an alien and I wanna have a rocket ship and I wanna have Saturn rings and I want it to be a crater of the moon. That's gonna have so many things on that top tier you're trying to cram in at the end there, that cake's gonna fall over. It's a poorly designed cake because you started with the top, you didn't think about the bottom tier and the middle tiers on the way to the top. So we need to make sure that we start at the bottom tier. When we're designing our life, we're not starting with retirement. That's what that perfect day, right? The perfect day exercise was to get us thinking, get the creative juices flowing, and that's kind of our perfect day is like that top tier, and all those key elements, if we try to cram them in at that top tier, like we said, that's not gonna work. A lot of people make it to that age of retirement, and if they ignored everything that gets you there, Maybe they worked a job they hated, and so to make themselves happy, they developed bad habits, whether that was some kind of drugs, smoking, drinking, uh, eating unhealthy. Because, you know, eating unhealthy, I mean, that's just as bad as a lot of the recreational drugs, and that's people to use that to make them happy. Uh, maybe their lifestyle was very sedentary, they didn't move around a lot. So, by the time they get to that spot, all the things they wanted to do now they're too unhealthy too unhappy uh, you know instead of walking down the beach with their wife maybe they're divorced because they spent 30 years of their most important part of their life doing stuff they hated and they took it out on each other and now they get to the end where they're supposed to be able to fit in all these key elements that they wanted the spaceship and the saturn rings and they're not even able to do that they're not healthy enough happy enough or financially in a place to do that because they ignored all the middle So we have to make sure that we design our life, not only everything we want in our perfect day, but everything we want on the way there and how to get there. So let's look at our whole cake and let's start at the bottom tier. The bottom tier is the most important tier for the cake, for the baker really, where the person buying the cake cares what's at the top and the designs in the middle. That if the bottom of the cake isn't structurally sound, if it isn't big enough and designed well enough, the rest of the cake is going to be a flop. So what is the bottom tier of the cake? Well, that's tomorrow. What are you going to do tomorrow to make your life get closer to what you want it to be? Now I know that's boring. I know the change you're going to see from today to tomorrow is going to very be very small. What's the most boring part of most cakes? The bottom, that big flat piece at the bottom, usually that's the part you cut up and feed to everybody else because it's boring. There's not much going on there, but there is some very important things that are going on. That bottom is setting everything else up. It's structurally what allows everything else to happen. It sets the tone for the rest of the cake. If you make a very small bottom, you can't build a big cake. You need the right size bottom layer, structurally sound, designed to hold up the rest of it. So what you do tomorrow is much more important to making your life what you want it to be than what you do in 10, what you think you're going to do in 10 years. Because it's what you do tomorrow that makes the, the one-year plan, the five-year plan, whatever it is, uh, happen. And that's why this podcast comes with homework. That's why at the end of every episode, I tell you, here's what I want you to do before tomorrow. And that's why you should check your email inbox. When this comes in, you should listen to it, but then follow the link to do the homework. Because if you keep making tomorrow, if you keep improving tomorrow, those tomorrows add up. I said this saying, I think this is going to be a saying for this podcast. A couple episodes ago, I said the saying, constantly getting a little closer. If you're constantly getting a little closer to what you want, eventually you get there. And that should be the goal. So tomorrow, you literally have to think, what do I do today? What did I do today? What can I do tomorrow that's a little bit closer? I have a saying that I use on my homestead. It's one better. As I go out and do the morning chores... I don't do this every day, but I do this especially when I have a new system. Let's say I got a new animal on the farm for the first time. I got rabbits this year. I go out and I take care of the rabbits. When they first arrive on the farm, I I do the morning chores the first time through. And at the end, I say to myself, okay, one better. What can I do that will make one thing in this whole system better? Because after the initial fun has wore off of a new animal, it's just work. Right? You get a new animal and, hey, cool, we got rabbits and post some Instagram pics and tell your family we got rabbits and they come over and see the little bunnies and you you know, you know, have fun with designing the initial setup. But then it's all work. It's go out, water them, go out, feed them. Now you got to butcher some. Now you got to breed some. And there's a lot of work there. And if you don't improve your system, it just mounts, that work just keeps getting worse and worse. If you go out every day and say, one better, what can I do better? What One little thing can I change to get me closer to my goal? It starts to get easier and easier on the homestead i'll improve okay you know what i'm hauling buckets to water these rabbits can i run a hose okay i gotta buy a hose so today the one better thing i'm gonna do i'm gonna go on amazon i'm gonna order a 15 foot hose that i'll connect to their waterer and now this is one better i just made my rabbit system one little increment better so Take that one better concept and and use that in your life. What can you do tomorrow that will bring you a little bit closer to your perfect life? And that's part of why we have homework. But it doesn't stop at that bottom tier. So we got this bottom tier tomorrow. We got to constantly do better tomorrow. What's the next tier? I like to think of the next tier on this cake as one year, next year. What is your life going to look like next year? Kay and I have a routine every harvest season, you know, towards the end of, as a homesteader, this is very easy because every year your, your one year is clearly separated from the next one. And each year you have to decide what am I going to do next year early on? So what you have to do is you have to say, well, this year uh, we raised rabbits and we raised chickens and we raised pigs and we raised sheep. As we get into harvest season, which for me recording this, it's about getting into harvest season now. It's August, September. All the butchering is going to happen. All the animals that we raised are going to go into the freezer. The crops that we grew are going to be harvested and canned or frozen. Now we start to look back and say, this year, what did we like about it and what did we not like about it? What did we enjoy? What did well? What did not do well? And then Kay and I started having these discussions about next year, what are we going to do differently? So just to give you an example, and you'll you're get to hear this first before we even put it out on YouTube or anything else, we raised rabbits this year and we raised a lot of meat chickens this year. We started rabbits because we thought uh, Kay had a special diet she was on because of our breastfed baby. He was having some growth issues and we were trying to figure out what she could eat that wouldn't bother him. And originally, we thought rabbits was a good choice, so we got into rabbits. Turns out, chicken is actually the best meat for her to eat. Rabbits, not so much. We like eating chicken more than we like eating rabbit. We like butchering chickens. The process, we're now set up to butcher a lot of chickens in one day. The best we can do with rabbits is eight in one day, but yet we still have to clean up and set up, so there's a lot of, a lot of setup and take down investment time-wise, And all you can do is get about eight rabbits at the end of the day. We've decided looking back, rabbits are not really where we want to go. We don't enjoy the product as much as chicken. There are some pros to rabbits. And in another podcast, we can talk about rabbits versus chickens. But the point is we have decided looking back this year, we do not want to do rabbits next year. So we have planned for this year coming up, no more rabbits. We're going to butcher all the feeders. We're going to sell the breeders. And we are done with rabbits. We tried it. It was good. We enjoyed it. But now it's gone. So we are planning next year. And next year makes up a lot of decisions like that. What are we going to do on the homestead? How about vacations? What are we going to do for a family vacation? What are we going to do uh, financially to improve our financial goals, get us closer to our financial goals? Uh, Bit by bit, we take different pieces of our life and we plan out next year. And you should be doing that too. You should say to yourself, where do we want to be in one year what's realistic what do we want to see happen how do we make sure that happens so what do we do tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow that makes next year better so that's your next tier, one year from now what do you want to see different you should sit down and design what do we want to see next year the next tier on our cake is usually a five-year plan Uh, your cake may have a different amount of tiers. it may be set up differently Depending on what you do, if you want to become a doctor, that journey to being a doctor takes up so many years of your life. Maybe your plan matches that. Maybe it's a one-year plan and then a 10-year plan, and you skip the five-year plan. So that's up to you. But for us, we like to say, where do we want to be in one year? Where do we want to be in five years? Because we have little children, five years is a huge change. Kay and I would love to do a cross-country road trip with all of our children. It's something we've wanted to do forever, we've talked about it many times, but we don't wanna do it with little children because car seats are a nightmare for little kids to be in for a long period of time. They get very fussy in them. Breastfeeding a kid while he's in this car seat while you're driving for six hours to get to your next destination does not sound fun. So while we want to make sure this happens in our cake, one of the key elements of a cake is someday taking a cross-country trip with our kids, we put that in the five-year plan because with little babies, in five years, they won't need to be in a car seat. They can be in a, a booster or you know, at least they can be uh, in a more comfortable car seat where they are happier. So for us, we like to do a five-year plan. So where do we want to be in one year? How about five years? What do we want to be able to do in five years? Then 10 years because in 10 years, Believe it or not, in 10 years, I have a, a child that may no longer live in my house in 10 years. That means I want to have actually a place where if he wants to move out of my house but needs help getting on his feet, I'd like to be able to provide a space for that. So part of our 10-year plan is make sure we have you know, a building where my son could go and have his first little space of his own, his first little apartment. He doesn't have to, but if he'd like to. And then usually Kay and I don't really plan past 10 years because things change so much in life that in our life, we realize planning a 20-year thing doesn't really make sense. But we still have our retirement top-tier cake when all of our kids are moved out of our house. What does that life look like? We keep that in the conversation because one of the things you want to make sure when you're designing your cake is that your key elements don't mess each other up. If you're making that space cake and you want a spaceship and an alien and a moon and Saturn's rings, if the if the spaceship is flying up and it crashes into the Saturn rings, that's going to mess up your whole cake. If the alien and the spaceship are both on one side, your cake is going to topple over. So you have to make sure while designing next year, it's not going to mess up 10 years from now. If you want to be a doctor, if you actually really want to be a doctor, you have to spend the next, if you're a young person, you have to spend, or or basically if you've decided just now to become a doctor, but you haven't got any of the schooling, if you don't go to school for the next four to eight years, you're going to mess up that goal of being a doctor. You will not get to be a doctor if you don't spend time in the schooling that you need to, to be approved to be a doctor. So don't mess up your ultimate overall cake design, the key elements you want to have there. Don't mess it up by not designing from start to finish. Design your whole cake. I want to take a little bit of pressure because this is obviously your homework to take some time to sit down and say, what do I want my life to be like in one year? What do I want my life to be like? You pick the number, it's five years or 10 years. At minimum design, one year, 10 years retirement that's kind of baby steps one year 10 years retirement but let me take some pressure off okay you're gonna sit there and you're like oh man i don't even know where to start and i'm not sure okay take a breath just remember everything changes your interests change you might wind up having another child things change so while i want you to design that and say what does our perfect life look like in a year in five years, and 10 years, uh, don't have too much pressure to get it exactly right. So just get an idea down on paper. Again, check your email inbox. I'm gonna send you this so it helps you uh, actually do this. Come up with your one-year plan, your 10-year plan, and your life plan. And you won't finish it overnight. You're not gonna finish it. But take your key elements. You already pulled those out, right? You already said, these are the key elements of my perfect day start working them in so for me next year I did not go fishing this year near enough my perfect day started with fishing I have been fishing three times this year I'm my own boss I work for myself I have no one else to blame but me for not going fishing more why didn't I go fishing because i worked a lot this year i did a ton of work on youtube i did a ton of work on the podcast i work i did a daily video for the entire spring and spring is the best time for fishing daily video was a ton of work i really enjoyed it i know the audience loved it we did it with a reason we bought camels this year and we needed to really raise a lot of funds to get those camels so we produced a ton of content we grew our business like a third of our business. We grew a third in this year. It was great. It was a business-focused year, and we knew going into it that's what it was going to be. But I didn't go fishing enough. Part of my perfect life is fishing every morning, and i only gone three times this year. So looking back, I know next year is going to be different. Next year, I am going to go fishing more. I want to be fishing in the spring. I want to get better fishing Another reason I didn't fish much here in Pennsylvania is I don't know where to go. I don't know any good spots. It's been very frustrating having moved from Connecticut where I knew everywhere where to go fishing. Now I'm in PA and I go out and I don't catch anything. And it's like, I'm not going to take a morning off to go and get skunked. Well, this year that's changing. I am going out more. What kept me from going out? Another thing that kept me from going out, there was a little problem with my boat. I had a little issue with my boat. So instead of just being like, I don't want to go out, maybe the boat won't work right. I took it to the marina and I got it fixed and now I don't have to worry about that. So I am planning for next year, the key element of my perfect life, my perfect day, fishing. I'm going to do more next year. I'm going to go fishing more and I'm going to enjoy getting out and doing something I want more. And at the cost of doing a daily video on YouTube, I'm not going to do a daily video next year. I don't have to my business has grown more i'm in a better place i worked hard this year so next year i can do that so what element from your perfect life do you want to work in more next year is it homesteading you haven't started yet you're in the city and you want to homestead well maybe next year you don't have enough money to buy your own property but could you get a garden plot if you're in the city could you get a garden plot at the community garden you're going to learn so much doing that so much more than you're going to learn sitting at home watching youtube videos of somebody else garden that's good watch youtube videos of somebody else's garden but then get out there and do what you can in your one-year plan those are going to be very realistic things you may not do them all but you should do probably 80 or 90 percent of your goals for next year should actually happen or come close financial goals And we'll get into this more specifically in future episodes. But let's say you say, you know what, I need to earn more money to make what I have happen or I need to spend less money. Um, So next year, let's say I want to raise what I'm earning $10,000. I've done this every year that since I started my business, I've made a new financial goal for revenue. Those might not, you might not perfectly make $10,000 more, but if you make 8,000 more than you normally do, trust me, you're in a lot better place. So while certain goals you might not exactly make them, but you might come close, the idea is you want to get about 80% of those. If you get 100% of all your goals ever, your goals are not hard enough. You need to set harder goals. You need to push yourself more. If I make the goal tomorrow to wake up, eat breakfast, eat lunch, eat dinner, and go to bed before midnight, I'm going to nail all those goals. But they're not really hard. They're not challenging. They're not pushing me. They're too easy. So start designing one year, 10 years and 20 years. Look forward, that far forward into your life, uh, your retirement. Uh, So yeah, one year, 10 years and retirement. That's what I want a minimum of. That's what your homework is for this episode. Take the time, if you are married, if you have a significant other who is a major foundation part of your life, you need to have this discussion with them. You need to sit down and say, hey, Where do you see us? And this can be very fun. This is just really fun, relaxing. Make yourself a coffee, a tea, sit down together. Me and Kay would grab a notebook. We'd have a warm drink. We'd tell the kids to go play. We would sit together in a quiet spot. And we do this every year. We sit together in a quiet spot and we say, okay, next year, what does that look like? Five years. What has changed Here's what our our five-year goal used to be. That was three years ago. What's changed? Oh, yeah, we definitely don't want to do that anymore. Look at that. We wanted to be full-time farmers. Yeah, we don't want to be full-time farmers anymore. That's definitely changed. That's okay. Change it. Our retirement. What's that? Once the kids are out of the house, what's that look like? That's changed so many times for us. But the point is, you'll get closer and closer. And here's how this works. Think about a cake. a traditional wedding cake has a big round bottom and it goes up higher and it goes up higher and it goes up higher. And as it goes up, what does it usually do? It gets narrower and narrower and narrower so that that cake doesn't fall over and crash and burn. Uh, as it gets narrower and narrower and narrower up to the very tippy top tier, which in our illustration here is our retirement, We should be getting closer and closer, narrower and narrower. Our life should be getting closer to that perfect day that we described a couple episodes ago. Tomorrow is not going to be very much like your perfect day. That base layer of your cake is big, round, wide. It's far from the tippy top but one teeny, tiny element you might bring into it. The middle tiers next five years and ten years, they're getting closer to that perfect day. If you design your life one day, one year, five, ten years retirement, if you keep doing that, you're going to get closer and closer so that when you reach the top tier, that retirement phase of your life, you will be so close If you have gone your whole life designing and then putting into action the change you need, you will be so close at the top, at that last stage to your perfect day, you won't care what score the judges give you because you'll be too busy enjoying eating the cake that you both have and get to eat. Of course, as always, if you want to put out your life plan into our form on the website, you can do that. Just scroll down on the same page that you're on listening to this episode. There are three boxes, one year, five slash 10 years, and retirement. That's just a starting point, but pop something in there. I invite you to do that because I am going to use the power of technology to send that back to you at timely points of your life to help you stay on track and remind you where you want it to be It's okay to change it, but it's good to remember where we want to go so we can get there eventually. So go ahead fill that out and get ready for tomorrow's episode, which will be the final part of this series. And I will explain how this podcast is going to work going further and what you can expect.